It's lights out and away we go. Verstappen away well as is Leclerc, as is Sainz and Hamilton covers. Hey y'all, welcome back to Formula One. We are excited about this week. Uh, Austin, race, Coda, come on. And Yeehaw. we dressed accordingly. Yeehaw. Yeah. That's we're, right. Yeah, we're clearly ready to go. Um, for, for those of you listening, um, we are decked out. Got our cowboy hats on. Alex is decked out. Head to toe. Head to toe. Head to toe. I got, the, I got my belt buckle on. I got my boots on, my Tacovas. If you're in Austin and you don't have a pair of Tacovas, stop by their new flagship store. They're opening it up this Friday. <laughs> we are not sponsored by them. Just want to clarify. <laughs> but yeah. They're just a great boot. I'll tell you what, you cannot beat this quality for that price. I have three pairs and I love every single one of them. I wear them all the time. Okay, so what's the brand name? Tacovas. Tacova, if you're listening, we are we do have some commercial space on our on our podcast. Come on, sponsor us next time. We yeah. need it. Um, big big week. Yeah. Heading into heading into Coda. Um, obviously, no race last weekend. No Formula One race. I should clarify because I did get a race in. You did tell tell them about this race. So I the was videos feeling, were incredible. I was feeling a little bit you know withdrawal race withdrawal if you will. Um, so I made my way to the tenth annual Wiener Five Hundred. Yeah, you did. Um, where there were those over, dogs were moving. They were they, they were fast. Um, <laughs> there were over ninety wiener dogs registered. Um, and congrats to Archie who did win. Wow! So did the owners entice them with treats at the end? Yes, yeah, so there was like one. Each dog had a posse, and there was one person that was with them at the start line that got them lined up, uh-huh. and then they released them, and then there was a person at the end that was like calling them. Wow. I was rooting for Orzo. That's a whole ordeal. Orzo, Orzo did not make it in to the, to the finals. So. All right. Well, congrats to the, fi- the, the finalists of that race. Yeah. Congrats. With uh, no race in Formula One last weekend, we saw some drivers out and about. Lewis Hamilton went to his first Broncos game as co-owner. Uh, he was gifted a, an honorary ball um, in his attendance, but... Uh, they, of course, went on to lose, but um, co-owner of a yeah. U.S. football team. That's, that's pretty significant. He's a minority stake owner. Uh, the Walton family bought the, the Broncos for, I think it was like $4.6 billion, something outrageous. Uh, but pretty cool to see him out and about, not in his you know get up for F1 and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I actually found out about the Broncos thing because he posted a picture of his dog, Roscoe. Roscoe has his own Instagram. Wow. And he posted a picture of Roscoe wearing all of the gear. Do you so. know what kind of dog Roscoe is? English Bulldog, I believe. Oh, okay, he's so he's cute. not racing. He's not, he's not no, in any, no. uh, he's lounging. any dog races. <laughs> he's lounging. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, in other news, Haas has announced they're having a press conference this week on Thursday. Okay. Um, lots of speculation about what it's going to be. I believe it's going to be announcing their second driver. Um, as we know, we have K-Mag is confirmed. Um, Mick has not been. And though I have high, high hopes and I will never give up on Mr. Mick Schumacher, I, it's not looking good. Not looking good. Not looking good. Gene Haas, the owner uh, of the team, 
and I'll, I'm just going to quote him here because he did not mince words. He said, I think Mick has got a lot of potential, but you know, he costs a fortune and he's wrecked a lot of cars that have cost us a lot of money that we just don't have. So <laughs> I don't have any faith that Mick's going to be racing for Team Haas next year. No, honestly. I'm really sad about it. Um, and to add to that, Gunther has commented that he's been quote unquote impressed with Nico Hulkenberg's persistence. Okay. So that makes me think that Nico Hulkenberg has been blowing up his phone trying to get that seat. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out, huh? Come Thursday. Yeah. We may. At we may. Least. I mean it could be about something completely different, but it could. It could. But interesting that they set that press conference out what, a week in advance? That was yeah. right after Japan. Yeah. When um, when Mick, or soon after Japan. Mick did have a really big crash during a free practice mm -hmm. and did not finish in the points. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Speaking of Gunther, he actually made some comments this week on Michael Andretti's current um, or his intentions to join F1 in 2024. Uh, for those that may not know about uh, Andretti, he was a very successful racer um, in IndyCar and he's built this uh, company andretti racing and wants to add another american team to the grid so we'll Heck see yeah. we'll see if what happens gunther was not the biggest fan of it uh he he said and i'll quote why would we share the pie with more people so he <laughs> wants to keep it at 10 teams um the last time that there were 11 teams on the grid was in 2016 which i believe that's when haas joined the mm, yeah yeah F1, right? Yes. It was in 2016. I'm like 89% sure that we're correct on that. Yeah, yeah. Which So then that's a little hypocritical. I know. So, and back then, a Manor was a team, which they are no longer a team. That was a British team. Uh, so we'll see if Andretti gets in um, and, he, and he's able to have another American team. But we've got I'm an American team in Haas. We've got races in America. We okay. just need a American driver. Speaking of, um, we got a bunch of rookies running FP sessions at Coda. Um, so basically, I believe this is a new role this year. It could have been last year too, but I, I think it's this year. Um, every team is required to run one free practice session with a young driver, either um, in, in each car. So t two throughout the season. Um, and at Coda, uh, Alfa Romeo is running Theo Porcher. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name okay. correctly. Um, McLaren's running Alex Palou, and Logan Sargent, Logan Sargent will be driving the Williams in a An American practice, racer right there. Which lots of rumors about him taking that that open seat. So he's doing well in F2 currently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he needs to finish fifth at Abu Dhabi to get the super license points. And I believe if that happens, it's it's seeming like he will end up with the seat. I am very conflicted about this because I now want Mick to get the seat because it doesn't seem like he's keeping his Haas seat. So Yeah, yeah. And I will see, we'll see how these uh, next few races end up for F1 and F2. Um, and then uh, see what we ended up end up with 2023 speaking of 2023 alpine has actually come out and said that their car for next season is significantly up 
uh, I'm assuming that just means significantly better than this year's car, which is pretty exciting for Alpine. They're currently fourth in the Constructors' Championship, and you know they've they've solidified themselves as a top tier middle team, right? Yeah. It would be so cool to see if they could even start to compete against Ferrari, Mercedes, and yeah. Red Bull. I mean, that would be a, a stretch, things, right? But yeah. make things interesting, though. Yeah, I mean they're they're beating McLaren right now in the constructors. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they bring to the table. I'm excited. I'm excited for these new cars already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last couple things that were notable from this week. Um, obviously, we have not gotten the penalties about the cost cap yet. Um, they, the FIA has not come out with what the penalties will be for Red Bull or Aston Martin, um, but that has not stopped chatter about it. Toto uh, was very clear about if the punishment is just a fine for Red Bull, um, he plans to just go over the cost cap next year. He's which, just gonna run it up. Yeah, <laughs> which I honestly I respect because you know if if all it is is just more money and you already have a bunch of money whatever yeah it's just a slap on the wrist at that point yeah exactly um and zach brown um ceo of mclaren racing uh my my favorite person oh yeah but you're a big zach brown fan huh? huge <laughs> um ugh, ew, i got like chills just even saying that um but he sent a letter to the faa saying that there, there needs to be a severe punishment for going over the cost cap because it's it is cheating so never thought i'd say this but i agree with zach brown all right do I not mean, clip that <laughs> this is never gonna happen again <laughs> yeah we are definitely clipping that and that's going all over instagram TikTok. oh god no <laughs> i mean it, it does make sense right it, if if teams are able to just get a slap on the wrist and just pay more money then what is the point of a cost cap in exactly. the first place yeah so there needs to be severe punishment FIA has not led in this in this uh, area, so we'll see if they adjust rules for 2023. Um, if they actually delineate what a punishment would look like for cost cap, mm -hmm. are they going to make Red Bull as an example for significant violation? Yeah, we'll see. Just got to keep waiting, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Toto. I, we didn't mention this last podcast, but I find it incredibly interesting that he's working remote yeah. for some of these races. Yeah. So he wasn't at Japan. Um, and I just find that so funny. It, it, it's like, to me, it's like if a, if a head coach doesn't show up to a, to a game. Yeah, like the head coach is just on Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just it, like taking it easy. It is odd. And was he like... On Zoom or something throughout the race, do we know? I, I actually don't know. I don't know how that would work. I mean, what if there was lag? He was telling us, yeah. talking to his team. I don't know. But it does, I mean, I would think team principal of a Formula One team, pretty essential that you're like there. Yes, yeah. Which he does have a unique position because he is team principal, he is part owner. Yeah. So he plays two hats in a way. But he's even said for next year that he's not going to go to every race because there was an expanded uh, expanded season. schedule. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, does that is that a sign that 
Toto might be um, taking a step back and just being more of on the owner side rather than yeah, front that, lines. That could be. That could be a possibility. Could be. <sighs> we can't lose. No, we can't lose Toto. We, we're losing Seb and possibly Daniel. We can't, <laughs> this can't keep happening. I can't I know, keep doing I know. this. I know. We need to hit the drama in there. Yeah. So this weekend we have CODA, which stands for the Circuit of the Americas. A very exciting race weekend Austin, ahead of Texas, us. Austin, Texas, baby. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Uh, Drive to Survive really, as we said in the first episode, really broadened the American um, market for F1. Liberty Media, who bought F1 uh, a few years back, is really trying to expand the American market and take a piece of the pie from, from IndyCar and NASCAR. And so... Um, We'll see how this race turns out, but it's it's already a sellout crowd. Last year, I think we had they had four hundred thousand people there yeah. for race weekend. Ed Sheeran is playing this week, which is really hilarious. <laughs> Wait, that's so random. Uh, yeah, but you know what? He's a man of the people. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, is he? Uh, how, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Maybe. It would have been maybe a little cooler if like an American artist was playing. Like a country star. Yeah. It's Austin, Texas. I know. I mean, no hate to Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to do great. Yeah. I hope he performs the A-team. <laughs> Good song. <laughs> Good song. Um, but yeah, so heading into CODA, a U.S. race, um, hopefully this weekend we're going to gain some more American F1 fans. That's right. Um, so we figured this would be a good opportunity for us to, to take it back to basics um, and give everybody a quick overview of Formula One. Yeah. And, and by no means are we experts. We are, we are beginners just like many of you guys. And so uh, we are just going to lay out a, a few of the basics, as Jamie said, yeah. Uh, yeah. to give you a good understanding of, of the sport and the grid and how race weekends work and key yeah. terms and that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's. It's the blind leading the blind to a certain extent, but sharing the things that we learned when we were first, first getting into Formula One that helped us understand what was going on. And get us hooked. And get honestly. us hooked, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you wanna start with key terms? Yeah, let's do it, key All terms. Right. First one, we have DRS. Yes, so DRS stands for Drag Reduction System. Um, so it's controlled by a button on the wheel. And it's that when, when they have it engaged, you'll see like a flap basically open at the back of their car. Yeah. Um, and a driver uses this basically to reduce drag so that they can pass another driver. Um, the kind of nuance to that is on any track like overview, you'll see highlighted parts where it says DRS zone. So those are the zones that they're able to actually use DRS. They can't just use it whenever they want and they have to be within one second of the driver in front of them to be able to use DRS and pass. Yeah, it, it really makes uh, races a bit more exciting Yeah, because cars are able to overtake each other. It's more wheel to wheel racing. Yeah. So. And it was, um, what was it, Zandvoort this year where they tried out a DRS zone in a, in a turn? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it might have been. It was one of the races at the triple header. I believe it was Zandvoort. It might have been Spa. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, who knows? We may see races with DRS zones throughout. They should They should just make a whole track of DRS, DRS zones. DRS zones. <laughs> that, would be that would be crazy. Insane. Insane. 
So next one, we have DNF. We touched on this in the first episode, but it stands for did not finish, um, which is shown when any driver does not cross the finish line um, and end the race. And that could be because of an accident. Um, it could be some kind of mechanical failure, but their car just does not finish the race. Pretty self-explanatory uh, at DNF. Um, then next one um, for positioning, F1 uses the letter P uh, in front of positions. So you'll see or hear P1, P2, P3, and so on. And that's position one, position two, position three. Um, and that is a, a legacy term, right? Jane? Yeah, yeah. So it actually dates back to the, the days before drivers had radios in their cars. So now um, drivers can talk to their pit crew and their pit wall all throughout the race with this radio. But before they had that, um, obviously they needed a way to communicate with the driver about essential information. So they would use these basically abbreviations to let the driver know as they passed the pit wall, um, they would have a sign that they'd hang over so the driver could read it. It would have their initials so they knew that the message was for them. Things like their placing, um, lap number. So, for example, say Carlos is leading Coda at lap 30. All right. Um, just for example. Uh, is that a future uh, prediction, maybe? Yeah, just manifesting it. <laughs> um, it would say that sign that they would hang over would say CSP1L30. Um, okay. And so it's just a legacy from that. They've just continued to use it. Okay. Very cool. Next is safety car. Um, safety car is where a physical car comes out and leads the pack um, in case that there is some kind of hazard on the track um, or there's an accident or a mechanical failure in a car and it is um, in the track and not safely off the track. Um, that is, is just put in place so that uh, the team can get the car off the or get the hazard off the track um, and then the, the race can safely resume. Uh, similar in a way is the virtual safety car, um, except this is obviously virtual, so there's no physical safety car. Um, these incidences are, are less hazardous, um, and it's just shown as a yellow flashing um, sign mm -hmm. throughout, the, throughout the course. So. Um, very similar, just uh, at a less extreme uh, for a safety car. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on to tires, which are spelled with a Y, T-Y-R-E-S. Good old Europeans. Europeans. Yeah. Um, so there are, what is it, five different types of tires. Um, so there's extreme, also referred to as wet tires. Um, intermediate, also referred to as inters. Hard, medium, and soft. So all obviously for different uses. Extreme, obviously when it's extremely wet, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll put the extreme tires on. Intermediates or inters um, will go for when it's sort of raining, mm -hmm. yeah. tracks not fully dry. Yeah. Um, and then hard, medium, and soft tires are all used in dry conditions. Um, so soft tires are the fastest, Yeah. but they'll also degrade the quickest. Yeah, they'll wear the fastest. Um, mediums are kind of that, obviously, middle of the ground. They're slightly slower than a soft tire, faster than a hard tire, but they'll degrade kind of in the middle of those two. Hard tires are the slowest of the dry tires, um, but they will hold up the longest. So depending on their strategy for the day, whatever that driver, 
will have a different tire on possibly if or if you're Ferrari you're just gonna put whatever the fuck on I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still traumatized or you could just not even put the tires on correctly like Haas did a few years ago oh my gosh yeah. remember that was like races two in a row two in too a row. yeah yeah that was bad yeah but these are these are strategic moves on what tires to use in a given circumstance um, most teams kind of follow along with the a similar tire typically the most of the grid will have basically the same basically tires the same um, but it also um, with pit stops and that sort of thing um, you've got to make sure that you're putting on the right tires um, because it could win or lose races mm -hmm. exactly and um, with Japan last week and it being so wet and rainy and that sort of thing Max actually came out and said that um, he's not loving the extreme tires and would welcome some uh, tests um, to try out some new tires. I guess tires back in the 90s and, er and early 2000s, they were able to uh, really plow ahead, even on wet, wet conditions. Um, so he wants some of those. He thinks he's going too slow when it's, uh, you know, raining, raining really hard, which is understandable. We're trying to have safe races. We're trying to keep these drivers safe. Um, but I mean, they're they're all built for speed, right? They want to yeah. go as fast as yeah. they can, even if it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah. So, I, you know, I give them a lot of credit. I can't even drive my own car in the rain. I get a little oh yes, spooked, I, yeah. so. I've gotten into a few accidents. Uh, oh gosh, in the rain. Um, maybe need a extreme. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Good. All right. I, I'm sure we are missing terms, um, but those are the ones that we felt like were the most essential for us to learn about. Um, and then I guess do you want to move on to a race weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So races are, are actually a few days long. You'll have practice sessions, uh, the actual race itself. Drivers typically get in on a Thursday and, mm -hmm. and then yeah. practices Friday. Yeah, yeah. So races every weekend, essentially, over these few days. Um, there's three free practice sessions, so FP1, FP2, FP3. Um, FP1 and 2 are typically the Friday before race, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So that's when the rookies will be running the mm -hmm. cars this weekend. Um, then FP3 is typically Saturday um, ahead of quality. Um, yeah, and this is when the teams get to really test out the track. Most drivers have seen these tracks, have raced on them, but you still want to get out there and um, get yourself comfortable with it again, make any adjustments you need right. to the cars. Yeah, ahead of, of quali, which quali. is um, qualifying, referred to as, as quali. Mm -hmm. um, so during quali, there are three sections of quali. So Q1, Q2, Q3. F1 loves a letter number acronym. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like F1, Just F2, like F1. Or, or, or sorry. Well, yeah, F1, F1. F2, yeah. F3. Yeah. But FP1, FP2, FP3. Yeah. <laughs> P1, of, P2, P3. Lots of letters and Yes, numbers. yeah, yeah. Um, but the way that qualifying works, this is what determines the grid order for the race. Um, and during these three sections, at the end of each section, the bottom five or the slowest five drivers are cut. So at the end of Q1, quality session one, the bottom five slowest drivers are 
cut from, they don't continue into quality session two, um, and they will all start somewhere between 15 and 20 on the grid based on how quickly they are within those five people and so on and so forth until we get all the way through. Um, the end, the last session, Q3, is the top 10 people. Yep, and then, and then once that uh, happens and um, all uh, penalties are, are decided, similar to races, uh, a team could get penalized for cutting a chicane or, or, or um, I don't know. New equipment, New equipment, anything. anything. Yeah. Um, they could be penalized, so that could push them back in their qualifying position, but then we will have our, our starting order for the race, um, and the, the race is pretty straightforward from there. Yeah, Bas racing. Yeah, <laughs> racing, going around the track, yeah. having a good time. Only things to really keep in mind are those flags. So we mentioned one earlier as far as safety car, mm -hmm. um, which would be yellow flag, hazard on track, drivers slow down. Mm -hmm. um, couple other ones, a double yellow flag is hazard on track, be prepared to stop. Yeah. So the difference there would be, say yellow flag would be like someone's car malfunctioned, but they were able to get it off the track. So it's off on the side in like gravel or something, but they still need to get the car away. Mm -hmm. That would probably be a yellow flag versus if there's a crash and the car is like across the track. Yeah. Um, Red flag, complete race stoppage, drivers are not on the track at all, um, which is what happened in Japan for the weather, um, but could be for, for any number of reasons. Black and orange flag, which is car has a mechanical issue and the driver must return to the pits. Um, this happened with K-Mag, I think most recently in Singapore. Mm -hmm. um, he had a collision car, I think it was like the back of his car, if I'm remembering correctly, was dragging. So they showed him the black and orange flag. Um, and then checkered flag, obviously race is over. Yeah. Whoever crosses that finish line wins. Come on, Carlos. And there are some, some other ones, but these are the, the most significant ones and the ones you'll see the most often. Um, but at the end of the race, the top 10 finishers all get points and the top three take the podium first second and third p1 p2 p3 i like how you said that with a little accent come on we're austin. going to austin <laughs> so that's a quick guide hopefully it gives you some some insight uh gets you through coda um i'm sure we missed a few things here and there but that'll definitely uh get you covered and and uh if you have any suggestions anything we you want us to talk about let us know on tiktok and instagram exactly yeah all right. Well, is it time for our favorite It's time. Segment? It's time. It is time for dun dun. What's Danny doing? What is Danny doing? There's been a lot. He's been saying all this stuff that's not making me very happy. I know. Well, last week we find out we found out that he will likely not be on the grid. Will not have a seat uh, for. 2023 he's got hopes for 2024 like jamie said last week maybe he knows something that we don't don't really know it could be this is a hot take could be the, team? yeah andretti mm. if he were to make it an well, would that not? i'm just assuming that andretti's team is going to at least start out as a backward team so why yeah i i would argue that they have the possibility of of starting um maybe at the top of the back. 
Okay, best of the rest vibes. Yes, because um, they've been in racing for a while. They've been they've been successful in IndyCar. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe. He could. But I guess he's saying that, you know, a break is needed from F1. Um, I don't know if it's really needed because this isn't his decision, right? It's not, yeah. it's not his decision to, to sit out for the season. He would much rather be on the grid and, and racing. Um, but yeah. we'll know. And I feel like everything that's, that I've been hearing is just confirming he won't be on the grid. Um, going back to the Haas seat, Gunther has said essentially like, the seat is his if he wants it, and it just seems like he hasn't pursued that. Um, I'm very sad. I was right, the, the Rick three rodeo collection did come out. That made me a little happier, but then I remembered that he's not on the grid next yeah, year, and then so I got sad again. Did you order anything? I didn't. It was really expensive. No, come <laughs> on, Danny. He's trying, to, he's trying to make up for the money he's not going to make next year. He's getting like twenty million dollars from McLaren to not drive next year, so oh he does not need. Gosh. He does not need my two hundred dollars for a sweatsuit. He was trying yeah. to get it though. He almost did. I almost gave in. Goodness. Well, it sounds like he's not interested in any other racing series next year. So no IndyCar, no NASCAR, uh, and it seems no F two racing <laughs> for Danny next next year. So we'll see what happens, but. That, uh, that about wraps it up for what's Danny doing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, race predictions? They're back. They're back. The second time we're doing them. Last time we weren't as successful. We didn't get one of our predictions. Yeah, we failed big time. But we're going to get at least, I'm calling it, at least two this race. Heck yeah. I believe in us. Um, well, first race prediction, Latifi safety car. Yeah. I mean. It's the evergreen prediction. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to say it every week, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was, it was a unique situation that we didn't get one last time we predicted yeah, it. Yeah, only 28 laps. I mean, come on. If we lapped, if we did the full laps, yeah. I'm, I'm saying we'll probably see one. Latifi safety car. Um, my personal prediction which will absolutely come true. I'm manifesting it. Ferrari, double podium. Double podium. Canada. All right. We'll yeah. see. Not a, not a Haas uh, podium. I wish Mick would be on the podium. Home country. Uh, My home ideal country podium, podium does have Mick on it, but I'm trying to be realistic with these race okay, predictions. Okay, fair enough. We're trying, to, we're trying to actually get some predictions. So. <laughs> All right, my uh, prediction of the week is going to be Alex Albin in points. You know, I'm just rooting for my fellow Alex. Yeah. You know. You know, last week it was shout out to Jamie's everywhere. This week it's shout out to Alex's shout everywhere. That's right. So let's go, Albin. Come on, get you some points. We believe in you, Alex. Yeah. Um, very exciting. Very excited. Lots of you know cowboy vibes from all the teams releasing their their merch. I'll be um, wearing this this get up all week. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dig out some flannels. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start listening to more country music. Yeah. Taylor Swift's first album this week. <laughs> <laughs> Rather That's than the farthest thing from country music. Yeah, it's a pretty country. Have you heard country. Tim McGraw? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's country. Come on. Goodness. 
Well, that is all from us this week. Be sure to share your Coda pictures with us wherever you're watching from. We'll definitely share our, our get up and our setup. So, Ooh, that you like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so keep an eye on the um, TikTok and the Instagram. Um, obviously, share your pictures with us. We'll share our, our little plan, our setup with y'all. So country. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. um, and if we missed anything from, from our little overview that we did, please let us know. Happy to, to dive in a little bit more either on TikTok and Instagram or, or next week we can revisit, but at Family One. Yep. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Have fun.